0: Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Y'all blessed? Y'all okay? You had a good week? Amen. Praise God. Good. Well, we're going to continue on tonight teaching on... Prayer, talking about the 12 action steps to prayer. Um, Let's go to James chapter 5. Now, first of all, we have already established that prayer is not just a monologue, but it's a dialogue. It's between us communicating to God by faith and to listen to him. Talking back to us—it's a communing with God. Amen. A lot of people, a lot of Christians don't like prayer time. A lot of people—that's the hardest time of the church to have people to come. People come to uh, anniversary, baby dedications, uh, pastors' anniversaries, cookouts, but when you try to get folks to come to prayer, it is very scarce. People don't like, and we dealt with a lot of that on our teaching why people don't like come to prayer time because they have prayed. And they didn't get any results. They didn't get any answers. All right. And we found out that they probably didn't know how to do it correctly. Or they may have did it religiously. Or they've done it in doubt and unbelief. So now God is teaching us uh, how to pray, to commune with him. What is the whole purpose of prayer? Amen. Amen. Prayer is not just, um, just not only just a petition, Or a grocery list to get from God. But we found that prayer is a communion. He wants to commune with us. He wants to be intimate with us. He wants to spend time with us. And so he has designed prayer as a way that we can commune. We can fellowship with the Father. Amen. That's good news. He has designed prayer. Prayer is more than just giving God a laundry list for him to do something. But to have a communing a commune time, a fellowship time with the Father. So now let's look at James chapter 5 before we get into our 12 steps. Hallelujah, James chapter 5. Remember, James is a a book of faith. James was the half-brother of Jesus. Amen. So can you imagine to grow up in the household of uh, Jesus' family, watching Jesus? Do everything by faith. You know, do everything pleasing to the Father. So here his brother probably watched them, how his older, his elder brother operated. So that's why James, he talks about faith. Amen. Amen. He talks about prayer. He talks about the mouth. We know the mouth plays a very important part when it comes to our faith. Mm -hmm. What we are saying, what we are confessing out of mouth. But here in James chapter 5, uh... Verse 13, Uh, he said, is uh, is any among you afflicted or have pain or suffering? Okay, he said, let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Okay, so he's saying here that if you're happy, things are going great. You got your health, your marriage is blessed, your children are blessed, uh, your job is blessed, things are just going great. He's he's saying here, we need to sing unto God. Mm -hmm. We need to give God thanksgiving songs and praise unto God. But then on the other side, he said, if you're in pain, if you're in affliction, if you're suffering, if you're going through some things, to pray. So when things are going great, We're supposed to do what? Sing songs unto God. Mm -hmm. When things are being afflicted in our lives or pain or issues, then that's when we need to pray. All right? Mm -hmm. He says in verse 14, is any sick among you? That word sick there, not only just meaning the Greek for some type of physical affliction, but it also has another Greek meaning of weariness or weary, (laughs) being weary. So he's saying here, is any sick or any weary among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray. So when you're happy, you're supposed to do what? Sing songs of the God. When you are afflicted or you're in pain, you need to pray. And if you're weary, he said, call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you or over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. These are verse 15. And the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Now he, it doesn't say the prayer of doubt and unbelief. It doesn't say uh, the prayer of religion. He says the prayer of faith. Now over there in Mark chapter 11. 22, 23 and 24. Jesus, uh, he taught his disciples how to have faith. Or how to have Faith in God, or how to pray the prayer of faith. You know, we know a familiar passages of Scripture. He says, "Have faith in God, mm-hmm. or have the God kind of faith to a disciple." So he's, so here in James is saying that if were you weary and you call for the elders, those are the spiritual authority of the church, yeah. the pastors and the deacons and the leadership. They say if you're weary, to call for them, and then look at this, and they will pray over you. They anoint you with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick or the weary. Mm -hmm. So those who know how to pray. Those who know how to touch heaven. Those who know how to touch the heart of God. Amen. We're living in a time now that... uh, there need to be Christians that know how to touch heaven, yes. how to reach God, how to touch the heart of God, how to pray the prayer of faith, because we have uh, we have people out there, out in the world, there are they are walking in hopelessness. Mm-hmm. They have no hope. We got this coronavirus stuff going on in our country. We got all this racism stuff going on. We got the political situation, economic situation. So there are some people who are in pain, they are in weariness, so they need someone to go to, to call upon, that knows how to touch heaven. This is not a time that we need to be religious. This is a time we need to know our God. We need to know how to, to touch our God's heart and how to speak to our God, to get in touch with him, to have a relationship with him. So that, remember that prayer is giving God an access to come into the earth's realm and to change situations or people needs. Yeah. So uh, people are looking for believers, Christians who really know God. They're not looking for Sunday morning folks. All right. We're not looking for people who's, who's faking it. Uh, who they, they are looking for people who really know their god that's right who know how to touch heaven because there are people who are in pain there are people who are in they are weariness and so they need a touch from heaven and so that's why we are we are learning how to pray correctly yeah. to touch heaven and it says in the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sins they shall be confused Forgive him. Confess your faults one to another. Now that word false there, it doesn't mean to confess your sins. It means your shortcomings, your habits that you may have. Mm -hmm. Remember we're doing teaching on Sunday about spiritual deliverance, things that we need to get delivered from. It's our little idiosyncrasies, our little habits and stuff we need. So he says we need to confess, look at this, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. All right. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. All right. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous believer that knows how to touch heaven, how to touch God. All right that knows how to get results. God has given us prayer as a means to have a commune with him, to give him access. And also he has given us prayer to get results. You know, if we can't get results from this thing, then why do we need to waste our time in prayer? That's why a lot of Christians don't come uh, for prayer time because they never gotten any results. But according to the word of God, what we have been learning about prayer, it is communing with him. It is giving him access. All right. Where we can get results, where God can come into the earth realm to change our circumstances, to change our situation, to heal bodies, to deliver people, to save people, to set people free. And it's all going to be predicated on believers that know how to touch the heart of their God to get God to come into the earth realm to do some things. Amen? Amen. Y'all don't look so excited about that. Amen. <laughs> hey, we should be jumping up into yes, joy. Yes, Amen. Yes, yes. So uh, so we've been talking about prayer. And today I want to tonight I want to talk about the 12 action steps to prayer, 12 action steps to prayer. Okay, proven principle of prayer from biblical figures whose prayers were powerful and effective. And we just read one in James chapter five. You continue on. It talks about how Elijah prayed. The prophet Elijah prayed where he stopped the heavens from raining for three years. All right. So there are some action steps that we need to learn when it comes to prayer. The first action step when it comes to prayer is number one, become silent. Alright? A lot of times Christians, when they come in their prayer times with God, they, 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 they kind of rush in and start coming with all these petitioning, what they're asking God for. But you need to, when you when your prayer time, you develop your prayer life, the first thing you need you need to come in for silence. Why? Because you have had the things of the world you've been dealing with all day, coming from work or from school. So you need to just quiet your mind, quiet your spirit, quiet your flesh down before you start communing, before you start uh, interacting with God. So you need to be silent. First, prayer should begin with a moment of silence. You want to calm your, your mind down. Because you've been dealing, like I said, you've been dealing with the things of the world all day. Mm-hmm. So you want to be silent. We don't normally make a practice of this, but it is very important aspect of prayer. To be silent means to gather oneself, to be still. So when you begin to enter into prayer, first get quiet and eliminate distractions. Eliminate distractions. Remember, prayer is the expression of man's dependency upon God for all things. All right. So when you start itching in your prayer time, you need to be silent first just to eliminate all distractions. The second action step towards prayer is to give adoration. To give adoration. Adoration means... It's worshiping God, all right? Just like Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 6, he gave the outline of of how to pray to his disciples. We're supposed to give God adoration. We're supposed to worship him, all right? We're supposed to adorn him. We're supposed to just tell him how awesome he is, how how he's such a great father, a loving father, a righteous father, all right? You go into John chapter 17, that's, what the, that's the Lord's prayer, and it shows how Jesus praised his Father. He called his Father Holy Father, mm-hmm. Righteous Father, uh, Gracious Father. So we need to give him adoration. After the quiet time is done and you eliminated all the distractions, now you start giving him adoration yeah. unto him. All right? The third action step to prayer is to make confession. Okay? Make confessions. Now, whenever we hear that word confession, a lot of times the first thing that comes to people's mind is confessing sin. Yeah, there's a time for that, but this is not the type of confession that I'm talking about. I'm talking about confession means to come in agreement with God's word. Uh, Confession means agreeing with God about what he says, what he has said in his word. Come in agreement. That is the word. The word God says by His stripes that you are healed. So you making that confession. You coming in agreement with that. Yeah. Lord, I confess. I believe that I receive my healing. Yeah. I believe that I receive my deliverance. Yeah. I believe that I've received the forgiveness of sin. Yeah. You come into a agreement with His word. So that's confession. So confession means agreeing with God about what He says to you and about you. Yeah. And, and once God cleanses you. There isn't anyone who can condemn you. All right. So when we come into agreement with God's word pertaining to those different areas that I share, then God is cleansing us through the washing in the water of his word. He is cleansing us so no one can come back and to condemn us. We know condemnation doesn't come from God. All right. Conviction. Which is convinced, the Holy Spirit convinces us of the things that may be in sin. It may not be sin. It could be something else. It could be a shortcoming, uh, the word talks about. But the Holy Spirit is convincing us. So that making that confession, we come in agreement with God's word so his word can cleanse us. Amen? Amen. Number four, the fourth one. The fourth action step to prayer. Give thanks. Yes, give thanks. Thanksgiving is God's will for us. Give thanks. By us giving thanks unto Him. What are we saying to God? We are saying that everything that I have, everything that I have accomplished, everything that is my life, I am saying that it is wasn't on my own volition that I did, but I giving you thanks. For everything that I have and accomplish in my life. I am acknowledging you. Yes. Alright? I'm, I'm thanking you for my education. I thank you for my job. I thank you for my family, my yes. wife, my children. Yes. I'm thanking you for my business. I'm thanking you for my mission. I'm giving you Thanksgiving. Yes. And I'm saying to you that if it was not for you, right. I would not have nothing that I have in my life. Yeah. So, in that prayer time, there's a time of thanksgiving we give unto God. Yeah. We thank Him for everything we have and that we experience in our life. That's right. The fifth action. Are y'all okay? Yes. Y'all done okay? Y'all fine? Yeah, fine? You can have some more? All right. Okay. Number five. Number five. The uh, fifth action is make supplication. Wow, that's, that's a big old theological word, supplication. What is that? What is supplication? Uh, supplication is a word that implies three things it means to intercede, it means to petition, and it means to brood. Supplication, the word supplication. So we make it so we pretty much understand intercede, intercede. Intercession. We intercede on someone else's behalf. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, To petition is to ask God for something. All right. It's okay to ask God for something. Believe it or not. Okay. Kids, you can ask God for some new tennis shoes. All right. It's okay. God loves it. You can go to the Father and ask him, Lord, I, I, I want some new tennis shoes. Alright? It's okay. Alright? That's petition. You, we, we can petition God for certain things. And then the third thing is uh, to brood. B-R-O-O-D. To brood. By brooding, uh, I mean a deep passion unto God. When you offer supplication, it means that you feel the heart of God. Mm-hmm. That's what we're heard in that song. Lord, give me your heart. When they talk about supplication of brooding uh, unto the Lord, Lord, I want your heart mm-hmm. on the matter. I want your heart, not my heart. You know, if we be honest with ourselves, a lot of our hearts and a lot of our motives are very selfish. Okay? But in this supplication of prayer time, I want the heart of God. Lord, show me your heart yeah. on this situation and circumstance. Lord, show me your heart on this individual. In the natural, we may look at them and see them. They could be rebellious. Or they could be, uh, uh, we may think there's no hope for them. They're, you know, they're in a, heading to a pathway of destruction. But if we ask our Lord, show me your heart on that person. Show me your heart on that person. Because, you know, the word of God says that man looks at the outward appearance But God weighs the heart. All right, man, we got you got to understand that man looks at the outward appearance. All right, man, make their decision or their judgment based on outward appearance. But God weighs the heart of a person. So in this brooding of supplication, we're asking God, Lord, show me your heart. Show me your heart for this community. How We can be a blessing to this community Show me your heart towards My neighbor okay You know I may think Looking at the outward appearance I may Think that you know I wave at my Neighbor and they never say anything They always look mean you know And I can say "Ooh, That's a terrible person But if I get in my supplication time Prayer with God and say Lord show Me your heart on my neighbor what's going on The Lord can show you That your neighbor could have lost a loved one. Could have lost a spouse. Alright? Sometimes, you know, when we go through loss and pain, we we sometimes we don't act very positive. You know, things. But if we look at the heart for God, God showed us the heart on um, that person, we can say, okay, wow. Alright, so now I know how to intercede. I know how to petition for that person. And then in my prayer time, I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit. To give me instructions, right. guidance, and yeah. leading that how could I be a blessing right. to my neighbor. Yeah. How can I just be a blessing, you know? I may just go over there and empty my neighbor's trash, yeah. you know? I may cut their grass, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. That's, that's showing the heart, yeah. you know? just I just want to just be a blessing. So that brooding me is to show the heart of God. Supplication is a natural outgrowth of thanksgiving. So when you give thanks, you usually move into supplication mm-hmm. because thanksgiving pleases God and he reveals to you what is in his heart. Yes. What is in his. Remember, I tell you, prayer is not just come with a laundry list. Prayer is our communion with the father. I like to put it like this way. It's hanging out with God. Amen. I want to hang out with the Father. All right. And so in hanging out with the Father, majority of the time, he's not going to listen to your selfish ways and things. All right. And hanging out with the Father, he's going to show you some things that you and I need to do to glorify the Father. Amen. So that's that brood, that's that supplication. Number, Number six. We're talking about 12 action steps to prayer. We said the first one was what? Silent. Number two, give adoration. Number three, make confession. Number four, give thanks. Number five, make supplication. And number six, specify petition and request. Now, here is the time that you can ask for your stuff. Okay? You can ask for things. It's okay. All right? If you, you remember uh, hearing my wife's testimony, that her prayer time, she asked God for a particular type of husband she wanted. She made a petition. She's She made a specified petition. A specified. You can be specific with God. Yes. Amen. A specified petition and request unto Him. Prayer needs to be intentional and practical. Okay. It is a very articulate, intentional communication. It is an art. It is good to have things written down specifically when you're making these petitions under God. Write down some stuff. You know, we do this every year, beginning of every year. We write things down that we want to ask God, we want to petition God in our prayer time for the new year that is coming upon us. Alright, so it's good to have things written down. Then, when you pray about your list of petition, God would know that there is thought and intentions behind your requests. There is thoughts and intentions. That's why you just don't you just don't want to petition God for anything that just comes out of the flesh. Okay, all right. You just want to you know somebody said, well, pastor, say I can petition the Lord specifically. Lord, I want ten million dollars. No, see, no, no. It has to be a thought and an intention. Mm-hmm. So you need to take time and think about certain things specifically you want to ask God for and that's why writing it down is very good so when you when you petition those things unto the Lord because that you have written it down you have put some thought processes in it and in you, your intent right. of all those things that you're asking God for. So specify a petition and a request. number seven, We're doing pretty good. Are y'all okay? Y'all need a break or something? No. No? Okay. All right. right. Number seven. The seventh action key to prayer is secure the promises. Secure the promises. So somebody said, well, what does that mean? Well, God heals us because we give him evidence that it is one legal right based on his promises. So this is the part that we need to secure the promises. This is going to require for you some t- to take some time to go through the word and to find the promises of God that you can regurgitate back to him. All right. To put him in remembrance. Yeah. That's what was said in the book of Job. To put him in remembrance. It's not that God has uh, uh, Alzheimer's or anything like that. But God (coughs) responds to his promises. To his word. So you're going to have to take some time to secure the promises of God. Whether it's for healing, deliverance, salvation, uh, love, the fruits of the spirit, whatever. You're going to have to find those promises of God. And so in this part time of your prayer life. You are securing the promises. You are reminding God of what he has said in his word. All right. So when Jesus wanted to minister to people, he never assumed what they needed. He never assumed. You remember the account in Jesus' ministry? The blind man and Jesus came to him and then Jesus asked him, what do you need, paraphrasing, what do you need for me to do? Well, the guy's standing there blind. all right? All right, he's standing there, so you would say, okay, Jesus, he wants to see. What, 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 what's going on there? Remember, faith is the only thing that pleases the Father. Yeah. So he wants to make sure through your faith that you will you'll be able to secure the promises that the kingdom of God has provided for us, and so once we secure that promises, then now God can respond to it because he's not responding just on uh, by you, but he's responding by his word. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. So we secure the promises by speaking yeah. God's word. The eighth action step towards prayer is plead the case. Plead the case. God wants you to come to prayer with an attitude that says you are the only one who can help me. That's pleading your case. When we come to prayer, we need to have the attitude. We've got an attitude. That when I come to prayer, that God is the only one that can help me. God is the only one that can help me. we need to also have the attitude in knowing that that God cannot lie. That by two immutable things, is it impossible right. for God to lie. By the word of God and by the blood of Jesus, that when I come to him, I plead in my case, Lord, you're the only one that can help me. All right? I don't have a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. But I only have but one plan, and that's coming, pleading my case, that, Lord, you're the only one that can help my circumstances, my situation. That's why I come to you in prayer. Amen. Number nine. Number nine. We're talking about 12 action steps to prayer. We're on the ninth one. Number nine is to believe. Whew, man. To believe. This is a difficult one for many Christians. Believe. When you believe that you have received what you have asked for, it will be yours. We have to believe. We have to get our believer up that in my prayer time, whatever I ask of the Father, and whatever I secure the promises of the Father, whatever I speak unto the Father, I have to believe that uh, he has heard me and he will answer me. Yeah. Yeah. I have to believe that. We have to believe that. Yeah. We have to put our believers out that God, well, he has heard me and he will answer me. I had a scripture reference for that. Let's see what did I uh, Yeah. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John. 1 John is with the little Johns, not the big John. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. John chapter 5, verse 14. Everyone there? 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. We have to have this confidence yes. that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And now look at verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, mm-hmm. whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Okay? So, we have to believe. We have to believe that when I pray uh, he he hears us and he will answer my prayer. It's a done deal. I believe that I receive. The 10th action step to prayer. After we have done all that Number one to number nine. Number ten, we give thanks again. (laughs) We give thanks again. We cannot we cannot give enough thanksgiving unto our God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We have to give Him thanks. So after you have believed, offer thanksgiving again. There is a progression in prayer. The first thanksgiving expresses your approach for God, for, for God's forgiveness and mercy. The second thanksgiving is the highest form of faith. Yeah. Thanksgiving is the voice of faith. Alright? How you can tell that you are in faith or you believe God, you are thanking him. Yeah. You believe that you receive, so you thank him. So the second thanksgiving is the highest form of faith. So close all your prayer time with thanksgiving because what you have asked for has already been received. Yes. What you have asked for, so yes. you given So the first thanksgiving is for forgiveness of sin and mercy. And the second thanksgiving is the voice of faith that you believe, That you receive, according to the word of God and the will of God, so you thank Him for it. Amen. Amen. The 11th. We're getting close. We only got my 12. All right. The 11th action steps to prayer. Oh, we're doing good at a time too. The 11th action step in prayer is live in expectation. So when you come out of prayer time with God you should live and expect you should be expecting everything that you have asked of the Lord you have done before the Lord you should expect to see the Lord move in your life you expect you should expect to see God move amen Amen. you should expect if you pray for somebody healing, you should expect to see someone's healing or your healing. Yes. If you pray for somebody to be blessed, you should expect to see a blessing. Yes. Someone to be saved, you should expect for that person, you should have an expectation yes. of your time of prayer. So live in expectation. Continue in a spirit of thanksgiving by living in expectation. Of the answers to your prayers. Don't forget. What you have prayed. That's why it's good to write down. Mm -hmm. The things that you have asked God for. Because sometimes we have a tendency. We get into prayer time. We ask God. We ask God for certain things. And we don't write it down. We forget. And so then. When we experience it. We're like. Okay. Well you know. Why is this happening? Why is this blessing? You know, sometimes we're surprised and we're amazed because we didn't write these things down, expecting to see our prayers being an answered. So to live in expectation uh, for on the things that we have prayed unto God. And the twelfth and last step. Everybody say, whew, We got to twelfth last step. Twelfth step." Twelve action steps to prayer. The twelfth and last one is practice active belief. Practice active belief. Don't stop after you have prayed. Get up and look for what you ask God for. And if you seek and knock, it will come to pass. So we need to practice active belief. Believe. Whatever you have asked God in your prayer time, you need to practice. You need to act like that you got it. You need to act like it. Usually I teach this a lot when it comes to healing. Alright? We pray God for healing, you know, we lay hands or pray for you or you work your faith, believe God that you heal, then you need to act like you heal. So, if you have some type of cold or whatever and you pray for God, Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I believe that I receive my healing yeah. because you said by your stripes I'm healed. So I believe that and I receive that yeah. and I thank you for that, Lord. Yeah. So if you are healed, heal people, don't stay in the bed drinking uh, chicken soup. If you believe that you heal. Act like you're healed. So you need to get out of the bed, and you know people say, "Well, where you, you got? What's up?" Hey, I believe that I'm healed. I, I, I'm acting like that. I believe that. I pray to God, and God's word says that I'm healed, and I believe that, and I received that. So I need to act like I'm healed. Somebody said, But when you're in pain, Pastor." Well, we don't go by what we see or what we feel. Alright, look at that. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, but we walk by word. The word of God says, so I need that. God said, His word that I'm healed. So I need to act like it. Alright? Now, when you first start in it, it's going to be a challenge because whatever your physical body is saying, it will cry out loud to you. You are not healed. You are sick. Alright? But you have to put the word. On the circumstance, is that, and 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 and, how, and remember, I, when I teach this from the Word of God, we're not denying, all right, we're not denying that we have experienced something. We're not denying that we shouldn't go to the doctor. But what we're saying is that the Word of God is going to be the final authority. That's right. All right. right. So I'm not denying that I that I'm sick. But I believe what God, God says, by his stripes, I'm, Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. All right? So I believe that. I'm not denying it, but I'm putting the word on us. So as we have learned from the word of God for years, when we're going through that, even though you're going through some type of physical affliction or whatever, we always say, well, I, I believe that I'm healed. You know? I'm walking out of healing. Somebody see you, whatever. They say, "Oh, you you look bad. Whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm walking out of healing. That's all. God said I'm healed, so I'm just walking it out yeah. until the full manifestation comes. Yeah. But I believe that I'm healed, so I'm walking it out. Yeah. Are you sure you're okay? You don't look here. I don't go by what I see. You can't, because the Word of God says in Paul says in Corinthians, things in the natural are subject to change. Right. All right. So I don't want to focus on that. But I'm focused on God's word that by his stripes, I'm healed. So I'm just walking out of healing. That's all I'm doing. Yes, yes. Praise God. Yes. I'm just walking it out. Yes. And you keep believing it. You keep standing on it. You keep thanking God for it. Then all of a sudden, the manifestation comes. Yes. Amen? Amen. And this—how these are the things that we learn when we commune with the Father. Yes. When We learn these things from his word. So we just went over 12. How many? 12? 12 action steps to prayer. Number one, become silent. Number two, give adoration. Number three, make confession. Number four, the first, give thanksgiving. Number five, make supplication. That's brooding, getting the heart of God. Number six, specify petition and request. Number seven, secure the promises. Number eight, plead the case. God, you can't lie. All right. Number nine, believe that I receive. Number 10, your second Thanksgiving, which is the voice of your faith. And then number 11, live in expectation. And then number 12, practice what you believe. All right. Did y'all get anything out of this tonight? Amen. Glory to God. Now, next week, We're going to deal with some uh, hindrances to our prayer life, and we're going to deal with some obstacles to our prayer life—things that we have to conquer to have us to start having us having a good prayer life, develop a good prayer life unto the Lord. Are there any questions, comments, revelations? Everybody believe and receive. So if I give you a test next week, everybody get a hundred, right? <laughs> 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 Glory be to God. She take good notes. On <laughs> yeah. All right, praise God, hallelujah. So we'll be back uh, next Thursday, this is coming Sunday. Regular Sundays, Sunday school at ten, and regular Sunday morning worship. At 11 o'clock, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. We praise you for your word tonight. Yeah. We thank you for giving us revelation and illumination of your word about prayer, Lord, yeah. and communing with you, Father. We thank you. We praise you, Lord, for teaching us yeah. how to develop a prayer life, a strong prayer life, yeah. unto you, Father. And Father, we thank you for that so much. You're such a gracious God, a loving Father. A kind and merciful Father. And we thank you, Lord, for having patience with us. So now, Father, I thank you for your people that are here tonight. Lord, we dispatch the ministering angels all around their vehicles as they return back home. No harm and danger come to them on the highways and byways. And we come back here on Sunday, Lord, praising your mighty name, lifting up our voices of praise unto you to receive from your word. So we thank you. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen 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 Come on baby. Good blessing. Yes yes